0: All right, everybody, we're back. My next guest is the author of High Fidelity, About a Boy, and Fever Pitch. His latest book is called How to Be Good. Please welcome Nick Hornby. Thank you for being here. You know, you wrote this book. You write this book, High Fidelity. They, great book. They turned it into a movie. I thought one of the best movies that year. I love that movie. Were you surprised that they turned it into a film? Did you know, you, when you wrote it, did you think this could be a film?
1: Well, this is a, this is a book that's set inside a guy's head, inside a record store. I mean, it doesn't really define cinematic.
0: Right. Uh, and you don't think Schwarzenegger, the minute you, you hear about this book. <laughs> I mean, the, the,
1: the narrative climax of this book, somebody makes somebody else a tape.
0: <laughs> that's <laughs> right, it. Right, right, right. I mean, it was,
1: really wasn't written with one eye on the film rights. I can, right. I There's on. no
0: Jackie Chan fight sequence anywhere yeah, in there.
1: I was tempted, and then they came out.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, when the film gets made, were you involved? I mean, did you hang out on the set? Were you actually there when they were filming?
1: Well, uh, I, I went to Chicago for a couple of days and, and saw them there, but mostly I, I hung out with them during the editing, um, because they edited in London, and mm-hmm. um, and I, I went to see it too many times then. they um, have this thing, I think, film people, that um, any slight, the slightest change, and they think, it's a different movie, and they kept phoning up and saying, We've taken a minute out, you've got to come down, it's a completely different story. And you think, right. what, What's this? A film about a whale? You know, and uh, <laughs>
0: yeah, what did they
1: change it into? And you get there, and, and, and it's 30 seconds shorter, and you don't notice any difference whatsoever,
0: right? So they and but they're like, Man, look, you can yeah, see yeah, whole new colors a, now, yeah,
1: whole new tone to the film. And in fact, the bit where the guy gets out of the car, that's gone. That's it. That's that's the only thing that's happened. Yeah. We cut out that part. He's in the store already. Yeah. 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 Isn't it amazing,
0: man? Yeah. yeah. They're crazy and they're paid well.
1: This is
2: the Adapted to Screen podcast. Everything changes. Hello and welcome to the Adapted to Screen podcast. This is a podcast about books and its on-screen counterpart, We take the book and the film, we check them out, we listen to them, read them and we dissect them, talk about them, the differences. And that's basically it really. With me each week on the podcast, I have with me Philip McCulloch. Hello, Philip.
3: Hello, Richie. How are you, mate?
2: I'm I'm okay. I'm okay. It's been a while. I'm just trying to get back into the swing of it. I've done this intro, what, ten times now?
3: Yeah, and I've, I've thought it quite funny that you said each week as well. Well, it's probably once a month, really, in all fairness.
2: Yeah, it'll be every three or four weeks, probably. <laughs> I mean, we do have to read a book. I mean, the film's not too bad, yeah. but it's yeah, and Phil has to wait for it to come from, from Amazon.
3: I, oh, don't even go there. Don't even go
2: there. <laughs> I'll just download it affordable, but Which yeah. is
3: what I did this time round.
2: Okay, it was actually this one was good because um, High Fidelity, by the way, the book that we'll be listen, listening, the book that I was listening to and Phil was reading on Kindle, was High Fidelity, um, and uh, this time we are bring in the film and the TV series. Phil's a bit Ooh. well, I, I I actually binged it last night. So I put I and watched the film for ages. I thought I'll watch it last night. I went to type in High Fidelity into the Sky box thing and, mm-hmm. the, and the series came up and i thought well it'd be rude not to Indeed. but uh i didn't start watching it till like nine o'clock so it wasn't till like mm. early this morning i finished watching that and i still haven't watched the film so i had to watch that as well so i didn't get to bed till like <laughs> half, half past four or something like that A
3: dedication well you see i normally buy the hard copy of the book and the film so that i can style them <laughs> Once I've finished watching them, uh, but I can't sell the book off my Kindle, so uh, I do try and avoid that. But yes, we we are looking at high fidelity from, well, the, the film was made in 2000, I think the book came out in 1995 uh, by Nick Hornby uh, about the author, uh, which we always do a little bit about the author. Um, however, in his own book, it's very, very brief. Uh, and we normally take it from the book, uh, to be fair to everyone. Uh, Nick Hornby is the author of six best-selling novels, High Fidelity, About a Boy, How to Be Good, A Long Way Down, Juliet, Naked and Funny Girl. As well as the novels for young adults, Slam, his non-fiction includes Fever Pitch, 31 Songs, The Complete Polysabic, spree and stuff and that's all you're gonna get about nick hornby because that's all that's about him in his own book uh the film or and the book is described as such rob a record store owner and compulsive list maker recounts his top five breakups including the one in progress
2: okay so this book then is is about him and so what his past.
3: Uh, the what the what what the plot of High Fidelity? You mean?
2: Yeah, is it slightly autobiog- autobiographical?
3: Oh, um, I don't know because I think I think what what we've done is we've only really looked at the authors from the information that we get from the book rather than. But I would say that this is either extremely autobiographical or uh, he knows people who have been in these situations and has more than five friends, and so he could have married them all together because I think I mean we don't talk very much before the podcast but I think I said to you at one point in the other week has this man delved into my own diary as a a teenage boy yeah, (laughs) because it was like ah yes I I recognise a lot of these things.
2: Okay yeah I think a lot of of men could have written written the same
3: book uh, to an extent. On on this podcast we always talk about the differences between the book and the film and um, I think to be honest there wasn't really very many differences. Uh, I think I mean it was word for word
2: It's weird because we said the other week when we had uh, your friend, what's his name, uh, for the the graphic novel. Oh, uh, Gareth Berliner. Gareth Berliner, yeah. and
3: Coronation Street's own Gareth Berliner. (laughs) Yeah, and
2: then we did the graphic novel. um, Yeah, uh, yeah. Watchmen. Watchmen. And we said during that episode that so long as we ever do this podcast now, we'll never come across another book that will be so tied so close to the film. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I think we found we, it. I, I think we found it. This one was even more so.
3: The only thing I can think of well is that uh, uh, John Cusack was a a producer on the film obviously as well as the star, but clearly John Cusack has read that book and went that's exactly what happened to me throughout my life and I'm going to have that and it's going to be word for word because why would why would an American film be literally word and it's it's very rare that um, an adaption is word for word and especially if it's a british piece of work and the americans taking it it will be americanized to high heaven but even even down to like the record choices and the band names and the music it was all exactly the same um so it must have um, the, there must have been an affinity there with john cusack uh he must have read that and went well
2: that's you know that's like. Was his script word actual word for word? Was he? Yeah, the book and the movie. Is like, I know, it's like I know. there were there were definite lines taken. No, from no, no, like,
3: no. Like everything. Well, in my in my opinion, the book and the film is word for word.
2: Just John Cusack or the other characters? No, as no. Well? Ev- every, everything, everything is word for word. Everything. Every
3: conversation every uh, every reference to every musician. Uh, obviously, there's, a, there's, there's bits that aren't in the film that are in the book, and we, obviously that's what we talk about. Uh, but I would put those down to deleted... I would call them deleted scenes, because the film runs for an hour and 53 as it is, um, and there's probably, I don't know, say four or five parts of the book... Which aren't in the film, and you could say they were ten minutes apiece. So you could see them cutting Go right. What? What can we cut? We can cut the boring bits and keep all the good stuff. But yeah, I mean, I was so shocked that it was literally word for word.
2: I did realise that there was a lot taken from the book because as I was watching the film, I could remember that. I could remember. It, I said, I could. I was, I was thinking. Gee, I remember that. that that's actually taken from the book. But it's but it's even it's even the names. Yeah. Like uh,
3: most of the time, there'll be a name change here or there, or even a surname change here or there. Everything, everyone's name, everyone's job, everyone's this, everyone just everything, everything was exactly the same well, until you come really to the TV
2: crossed. series, and they ah. changed they changed everything. I think her names her names. they still call her Rob. Um, well, she's
3: like Roberta.
2: Um well you, you, I don't know you you just assume it's either that or Robin but um ah very good that's what you assume the other girl um I can't think of D- Dick Dick's character that's a gay man
3: oh Todd uh, Todd Todd Louisa, who played Dick yeah uh,
2: he's yeah, but, not, and he's not called Dick he just likes uh, Dick um uh, um and the other girl she's got Barry you mean, she, Barry, she, she, you mean? Barry, I mean, to be fair to her, she does do the part really well, and um, I, th- I think it's gotten biased because I grew up with um, the original. But she's not a patch on Jack Black. But
3: um, yeah, but nobody is, though, are they? No, like Jack Black is like the secret Jim Carrey. Really? there's a
2: lot added to the story with the um, that I don't feel needs to be there it just feels like filling and obviously it's going to be there because it's a series they've and this is what pisses me off about the series with the with the book and the film they that they're both perfect and they complement each other perfectly and if there's something <laughs> in the book you don't quite or something you you miss but you don't realize you miss you pick it up in the film. It's like a, there's a conversation between um, between Rob and his, um, his ex, and they're they they kind of getting back together. Laura. And, Laura. And it's the conversation where they're sat in the cafe, and he's saying to her how, um, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm tired. And yeah, I, I, yeah, you know, tired, tired of
3: fantasising.
2: Tired of fantasising, marrying me. Now, in the book, I didn't get it. Uh, it didn't come across to me that well. It came across a bit, fucking hell, mate. But then when John Cusack plays that part, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it clicked with me. It's like, oh, fucking hell, now I get it.
3: To be honest, that was probably the only bit that made me laugh in the film. Although I wasn't, like, bored by the film. I didn't have any belly laughs, if you know what I mean. I didn't find it, like, funny. I saw it as a kind of uh, something in between chasing Amy and dazed and confused. That's how I saw it, something like mid Mid to late nineties, like kind of grungy, grungy feel, you know, where like you'd expect Green or Blink One Eight Seven or that kind of that, that kind of thing. But Blink let's talk about the differences. Well, oh, whatever, I don't know. But One Eight Seven's Murder, and it, he said, I don't know. Um, yeah. So differences. Um, let's start. Shall we start with who's not in the film or who is in the film that wasn't in the book? So in our last episode, we had Scott Caporaro on. Who was in mrs datefire and his character was created for the film it wasn't in the book who was created for the film that wasn't in the book
2: right um in the film i i, I, I literally can't think of anyone
3: the two shoplifters who we signed to the record deal
2: they were in the book weren't they no um hold on uh, so who you sure yes so who Okay, so that that story that story wasn't in the book. No. So no. Okay. In the series, the two shoplifters end up being the people that the Jack, the the, the Barry character, who's not Barry, it's tomorrow, but they end up being the the band members. Oh, okay, interesting. So you, yeah. It, no, they're
3: not. It, no, they're not in the book.
2: It's strange how what well, they have done. What they, what they have done in the series is they've took they've taken scenes straight out of the film and used them. It's like uh, when he's on the on the road and he's screaming you know uh, let's sort things out in the, in the pissing down rain. and she stood there in the uh, window uh, uh, exactly the same exactly the same okay. it's just uh, her if, doing I, it I, instead
3: because i think in the book there was a lot more with um the singer uh, marie in the film she's only really in two or three scenes and she she's at the first gig she comes into the record shop he spends the night at hers that's it Whereas yeah, in the book, yeah. Whereas in the book, she's in it like a lot. She's a big so, character. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But I think um, I think in the film, uh, the desperation for him to get Laura back was seemed a lot more than oh, yeah. what it did in the book.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It was a it was a desperate. Yeah, he was absolutely obsessed with that in the book. Uh, that didn't. I mean, there was a little no, bit of an obsession
3: film. in the film in the film he was desperate to get her back but in the book he just didn't really seem that way because he had all these other birds he was like messing about with
2: okay yeah yeah that makes more sense in the in the tv series that it's a bit more like that as well she um, she kind of she she's kind of just fucking about a lot
3: okay interesting
2: but they do oh, oh, end up obviously getting back of sorts
3: quick question um was Joan Cusack's character of Liz was she Rob's sister in the film Or was she just like the mutual friend
2: A mutual friend isn't it
3: No in the book she's a mutual friend But I don't know whether I confused The I fact she, that, I, th- I, that, that, that I know That I know obviously they're brother and sister in real life It's just that the way they acted together It was like they were brother and sister in the film I
2: should, you should, you should say that Because like you know I was saying That they're taking scene, some scenes from the from the film in the series mm-hmm. well, Rob's character, her brother in the series, because she's got a brother in the series. I've right. Okay. Yeah. He comes into the shop, and uh, she turns and looks at him and goes, oh, "Oh, hello." And he goes, "Oh, Rob, you fucking asshole!" And walks uh, out and storms out exactly the same as she right. does. So it could be a sibling thing. I don't know.
3: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't think it was mentioned if they were. It's just that the way they kind of they the way they argue together and bicker together, it was like. And even though you know, and obviously you know in real life the brother and sister. I just got that impression that they were brother and sister in the film, but then not obviously in the book because they're not.
2: I always thought they were just mutual friends, but I could be wrong. But the fact Ooh. that she sticks with him even after she finds out everything about what he's done, st- so would suggest yeah. that yeah, maybe she yeah. is still a sibling. Yeah,
3: mm. could be could be possibly so there's a difference there maybe I' was trying to think because there wasn't really i mean other than like extended scenes like for instance in the book there was a the, uh, the uh, Laura's dad's funeral was a little bit more extended there was there was a there was a journey to the funeral home rather than being in the funeral home straight away, which yeah. obviously you don't which obviously you didn't need there was nothing really new there, particularly
2: it, it was in the funeral in the film
3: no yeah but there wasn't like in the book there's like almost a chapter of him and liz driving to the you know what i mean that's what i'm saying it's just that's what i'm saying by deleted scenes because like the film was an hour and 53 minutes long and they probably looked at the book and just took out chunks that didn't make any like that didn't make any difference like there was loads like for instance rob's birthday when he was phoning around begging people to come out and stuff like that and it's like it's, that slowed the book down, I think. But that, you was, need that it. was in
2: the series, you, you do get uh, the scene where oh, she's, okay. she, she's on the phone and she's calling around all her friends, looking a bit desperate.
3: Oh, well, maybe that's what they've done. Then they've gone, which bits did they miss out of the film? And we'll just take those bits of the book and we'll just add those in. Nobody I, will know the difference.
2: I can't begin to tell you how disappointed I was with the TV series. And it's not finished, I'm doing two seasons of it, I think. Um,
3: what is it 30 minutes of pop
2: 30 minutes pop there's 10 episodes so far I don't know if it's it's going to be one season and I'm just releasing them over time and I've got to episode 10 or if it's okay. the end of season 1 and I'm waiting for season 2 either way but then again I think what they've done is that it's it's just it's so relatable for me as a man when, when I listen to the book and I, I watch that film because it's all from a man's perspective because women don't have the same insecurities as men do over sex and things, so they're not going to be able to relate to it the same way we would. And do I think they, what do, they not, not the same as us, no, I don't think so. And I think, um, I'm not saying they don't have insecurities, they probably do, but has a more performance based, um, yes, yeah,
3: okay, that's fair enough, yeah.
2: And I think what they've done is that they've decided this is a brilliant concept and a fantastic concept, but. We need something that's going to relate to women as well, which is fine. And I think, like, if a if a w- woman gets into the the series, she'll probably enjoy it more than I did because she might be able to relate to the character because because the, it's
3: roles reversed,
2: yeah, type thing. Which which is I, I quite like that idea because if it was for, just for the sake of doing it, because oh, we, we just want to have a woman uh, leading it instead, if it was for the, just that sake, I'd say nice no, is bullshit. There's no point in doing it. Just like. The, the film was perfect, it didn't need remaking, it's a classic, but if you're doing it from that angle where we want to take the same thing, but we want to make it relatable to other people as well, then yeah, hats off to you, and I think they probably smashed it, it's just I can't relate to it as well as what maybe what a woman would.
3: I'll have to give it a watch and see what happens. Oh, there was another, there was another deleted scene as well uh, from the book, when uh, he gets, and it's actually in, I think it's in the film, to start with uh, he's in the uh, he's in the shop and he gets a call about does he want to buy some records and he's like yeah where are you so on and so forth and in the book he goes to the house and he finds all these ridiculously rare records uh, like first prints and all of that and the bird's like oh just give me 50 quid because my husband's a prick and he's run off it's 20 $20, dollars isn't it no
2: that's the film obviously 50
3: quid yeah 50 quid and he's like and he's like I I can't give you 50 quid because I can give you 1100 and she's like, no, I want 50 quid and not a penny more. And yeah, he's it's, like, it's in the. Oh, I'm a, not going to buy them then. It's, and it's in just the like, uh, series. Oh, good, because that really pissed me off. I was what? just like, I was so pissed off. Uh, right, because one of the things with me, right, when I, watch, when I watch things, right, it's like I want him, right, the geezer is a down on his luck loser who runs a flea shop and he's made it clear he doesn't make any money. Right. Yeah, I was and, pissed
2: off that they didn't take the records. To be honest,
3: yeah, that's what I mean. And it's like this is this is a chance. And first of all, right, if you feel so bad, I mean, now, now we're going on the whole thing like you borrowed the money off Laura. Whether it's I think it's four grand in the book and five grand in the film, but you could uh, you could a uh, number one. What you could have done was paid the fifty quid like the woman asked. You've done nothing wrong right, the woman's uh, said that's what I want and you've paid it, you even offered them more and she said no, take them, leave them in, your, leave, put them in the record shop, right, and if the gator turns up in six months to a year kicking off, say like, give me 50 quid and you can have them back, simple as that, right, then then the guilt's gone then, after a year then you sell them or you, you do whatever and then, or you sell them and you give your money back to your ex So you borrowed it off, it's simple as that, it really annoyed me, I just like, I don't like it when people do things like that. I like making money.
2: If, I, if, I, if that opportunity would have been staring me in the face, I wouldn't have even given it a second thought. What they did mm. in the film was, not the film, the series, what they did was they uh, went around the house and the same situation and she's a bit of an art lover, the, the woman, and she's got okay. art pieces all to do with her mistakes in her life and, blah, blah, and she was going on about how this is my biggest art piece yet. You know, it's, it's not enough to destroy them, but the, the revenge and, oh, some bullshit anyway. So £20, $20 for, for all of it, and the, so what they did was, she felt bad about it, so they went down to where they knew her bloke was and found out that he was an arsehole and a really bad person, nasty person, and this and the other, so... They felt better so about it afterwards. They felt better about it, but still didn't fucking do it anyway. Uh. And what happened was the, the Dick character... No, it wasn't the Dick character. She she has a new boyfriend who isn't in the book. And uh, I forget, it's Clive or, Clyde or something like that. I think it's Clyde. It's just a, uh, a bloke she's fucking over a lot and uh, a pretend boyfriend type thing. So nothing to do with the book. He drives her there. And on the, uh, when they arrive back, he's stolen. Well, not stolen, he's left the 20... 20- dollars that she wanted but he took one of the pieces that she really 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 wanted uh, which was the okay. David Barry um, album with the whatever it is first edition
3: that, the hand over the eye job eh?
2: I think so yeah
3: that so one. yeah
2: so he stole that for her and uh, yeah there's a whole hopeless romantic thing going on with them too that's not in the book or in the film huh.
3: And then obviously, yeah, the difference uh, of um, the book to the film. the shoplifters weren't in there and they just did the, they just did the disco and had uh, Jack Black's band on or Barry's Band on. but yeah, and Barry's band just sang like 50s and 60s classics and yeah. they all seemed very good. Well, in the uh, TV
2: series, we haven't got to that yet. She's she's just okay. received she's just received this blue uh, Stratocaster. I think is it, was, was it a Strat? It's a Stratocaster that she's always wanted, and uh, she's writing the song. She's able to put out the songs that are in her head now, type thing. Not in the book. Not in the film. Oh, okay, okay. Mm. I mean, is that it? That's pretty. No, it, isn't the, it? the conversation. Um, the conversation about what are the chances? What what are the chances of us? You know, uh, if a, if a doctor oh, said yeah. if a doctor said someone died and you've got nine, nine percent, you know, yeah. and she said nine percent. She in the in the series she has that conversation with the uh, Clyde character, not with uh, uh-huh. her ex.
3: Uh, let's see. Okay. Okay. In the book, he went. He ended up going to the pictures with his mom and dad and his neighbours. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That that made me laugh when oh. he said he saw that when he saw that specky geezer giving him the knowing look because he he was, he was <laughs> with his mom and dad as well. Yeah. And he's like he's like God. I'm not as sad as that geezer Surely. <laughs> he was like yes I am Uh, yeah that 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 made me laugh a little bit
2: as well it made me laugh in the film when you know know, the uh, way he comes face to face with the um, oh what's his name is it um, Ian, Ian, Ian Ray, oh, when he yeah. comes face to face with him and for the first time and then he uh, imagines what, what what's going to happen. Yeah. It's that scene where they start beating him up and he... Uh, yeah, de- de- it with the phone. With a phone, his teeth can fly. <laughs> I absolutely... I had to rewind it like fucking ten times. It's so funny.
3: Yeah, waxing with the Bakelite. Yeah. yeah. That's brilliant, yeah. But that is... That, actually, it's quite funny because that's not in the book, is it? He phones him in the book.
2: Yes, that's right. And uh, mm. he just he just ha- says, uh, don't know, and hangs up or something like that. Yeah, how are we going to leave this? And he just says, don't know, and hangs up. Mm. Um, th- there's a similar scene in the series as well where uh, she imagines what she's going to do to her and uh, not none of them happen. So, yeah.
3: Now, Richie, in the film, they spent a lot of time doing top five, this is and that is. Have you got any top fives?
2: Well, top five... Top five breakups was the first top five in the film. So let's do top, rather than breakups, top five songs that you can relate to Past Flames. Okay. So for me, my first one would be, number one, uh, I'm going to call a cat for the sake of the podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, If she's listening, she knows who she is. Um, I was 14. I think she was 14. It was the first time that I'd discovered Women really and
3: girls, good boy.
2: We played with each other and what have you, Ooh. Um, you know, a, a, as you do. So it was, it was very, it was very. Emotions were very at the height. I think when you, you're teenage teenage years, that that's the strongest you're ever gonna f- feel about that kind of thing. I think, yeah, amplified. But yeah, anyway. So her sweet. That's
3: a good way of putting it. Amplified. I like that.
2: Yeah. Uh, so sweetness by Michelle Gale
3: I like that song.
2: Yeah. That and
3: uh, I'm gonna forever think of that every time I hear it now. I'm gonna think of you. You don't hear
2: you don't hear it very often. That song, but if I do hear it, that's what I think of immediately. (laughs) Number (laughs) number two, uh, Casey Casey is it Casey or Casey and Jojo? Casey and Jojo. Casey and Jojo. Casey and Jojo. All my life. uh, All my life. Uh, That was it. I'm I'm gonna cut. That's Sarah. She knows who she is, and I um <laughs> that, that that would have been no no she, that, 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 I I was the bastard in that relationship uh,
3: shock horror
2: yeah um <laughs> yeah anyway bless her still yeah still a friend so even all these years later I was 17 no I was 16 when I met her and um yeah so that number three I would say. I would say the uh, song from uh, Brian Adams um, from what, Robin everything Hood. I Do, I Do It For You. Yeah, that would be Another Cat. Oh, yeah. Cat 2. Cat 2. Um, number four song on my list would be, wow, is that all I've got? I think that's all I've got. I stopped, so I stopped is that a my... top three? It's a top three for me. Um,
3: Oh, you've done well then?
2: Oh, no, Snow Patrol. um, uh, The the song that they did that everybody knows.
3: Oh, um, Chasing Cars? Chasing Cars. Is that it?
2: Yeah. uh, uh, I'd have been with Vic, so that would have been about 2003. So yours then?
3: (sighs) It's a difficult so this, one. It's a difficult well, one. Well, what, what? So, what is it? Is it songs that remind you about breakups or songs that remind you about birds?
2: Yeah. All
3: right. So, I don't really, I don't really think about it too much. To be honest, and I, I used to, I used to go out with a girl. Oh, many you know, years that ago. makes
2: me sound a bit pathetic. Now I don't think about it. It's just well, sometimes no, if I, I hear a song, it just, it's just ingrained in there. It's just, no, oh yeah, it, it but, takes you uh, back.
3: Uh, no, but what I'm saying is I haven't got that. Although, um, I used to go out to the girl many, many years ago when I was like 14, uh, called Michelle. She knows who she is. And every, <laughs> and every now and again, she'll she'll like Facebook messenger me with like, for instance, uh, if like it, it, it was, a, I don't know, maybe a two or three months ago, she'd sent me a video. She said, oh, I'm rammy my mates' and this is on the telly. And it was, I like to move it, move it by um real to real so she'll do things like that every now and again or like if it was like new kids on the block or nirvana or something. it's a, always she'll just send or mb incredible oh she'll, go, she'll go guess what i'm listening to because obviously that's the kind of stuff that was in the charts when we were going yeah. out kind of thing but um other than that i don't really uh i don't really associate f- songs with with girls to be honest i'm well, not that, that- I, I don't think i've got that sentimentality in me although like i'm surprised by that but it's true
2: mm. well that, was, that first five was a flop then wasn't it so. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah but i can't have i can't have five if there isn't five i mean I, I literally gave you five songs based on one girl so that probably tells you more than what you need to know doesn't it really
2: okay Fair enough. Uh okay then we'll go to our next one then. Top five albums.
3: Oh what? Just in general
2: or what? Should we just go in gen top five albums that you you have a do, connection do, with?
3: Do, do compilation albums count? <clears throat> or like greatest hits?
2: Yeah, if you want. Go on, that's then just, you go first. That's though. just a bit of a cop out there, like, because I could just go, oh no, 27, 28, 29, thirty
3: one. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but what you said was like things that like mean something. So now 20- In
2: the case, yeah, now 27 then, because that would have been around 2014. Started getting into women, started understanding music a bit better. So now 27. Um, Michael Jackson, Dangerous. Fantastic album, beginning Brilliant. to end.
3: E- yeah, excellent.
2: Do um, I, I, you know, I, I'm struggling to choose albums that are not Michael Jackson because I just love Michael Jackson going <laughs> up. So I've got to say Dangerous. I've got to say Bad. Bad and Dangerous.
3: Um, I I would have picked Thriller over Bad, in all fairness.
2: I preferred Bad, but I, 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 do, I do want to pick Thriller as well, but no. Uh, so, Bad, Dangerous, now 27, fucking album. Um, now
3: no 27.
2: Yeah. um, The Spice Girls, first album. Fucking hell,
3: mate. Sort yourself out.
2: I'm, I'm not now. Not now. I'm just talking about at the time I was 16 and... <coughs> I didn't know any better, but it, <laughs> the girl that I was seeing, she liked it, and we listened to it oh, a lot, and uh, there was a lot of sex, and it was just, I, 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 why didn't I, th- why did I think of that one for, to- uh, for breakups ups um, But anyway, yeah, that's another girl, she was called Mary. Um, Mary? She was 16, Mary, who the fuck know, was yeah. the daughter? Mary, anyway.
3: An, an Irish family.
2: I, I don't think they were. Well, oh, shocking. Um so uh another al- I need another album, do not I?
3: Yeah, yeah, one more.
2: Um I didn't I never really had albums. I just always went for sing uh, mm, uh yeah. Yeah. I had I had the um I had the Lion King soundtrack. That'll count. Go on, then I'll go with that. Okay.
3: So what so what am I on then? Uh, I think uh Bat Out of Hell, Meatloaf. I think it's a superb album. I think it's uh, brilliantly writ.
2: The Black Album, sorry. I so said the Black Album by uh, Metallica.
3: No, well, no, Bat Out of Hell. Not.
2: No, I mean, for me, I'm, I'm getting rid of okay. the Lion King. Getting rid of the Lion uh, King and I'm putting <laughs> the Black Album.
3: Just because I've put, like, proper music in there, you've had to take out. You've got, I've said Spice Girls and Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> you made me realise there was better music around that time.
2: <laughs> you dickhead! Ooh, actually, fucking hell I'll get rid of Spice Girls and I'll put um oh what what is it um, Linkin Park and um, oh, come on, the album um
3: what Jay Z album? Oh, 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 just the no. Linkin Park one. The first yeah, one? I, yeah, I really like that album. Actually, yeah. Um, in the, Off, called, uh, in hi, the
2: Hybrid end? Theory.
3: That's it. That is a very good album. I'm My not going to pick theory. it because you picked it, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so back to me.
2: <laughs> Sorry, I needed it's to alright. get rid of them two albums. I really <laughs> fucked up there.
3: <laughs> and I'm really disappointed, Richard, because you've got you've got a very successful music podcast. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> not anymore.
3: <laughs> um. Right. So anyway, so Meatloaf, Bat Out of Hell. Right. Fantastic album. Um, uh, Cooler Shaker K. I remember having that in the mid nineties, and I really enjoyed that album. Um, George Michael older, I think, as a as a collection of work of, of songs that are on there. There is probably eight or nine songs that are absolutely terrific, and it could probably be a greatest hits album all on its own. Um, but obviously, it's not. Uh, I want to pick Michael Jackson albums because I think well you've already picked two of them and I agree and Thriller is a really good album but um what was I uh, I think Plan B's album was quite good mm. when that came out in like two thousand and ten was it uh, the the ballad of the ballad of whoever it was the the story of him. Killing yeah. that bird and going to jail. Oh, and of course, Amy Winehouse, uh, Back to Black. Good tune. I think that's good a, good yeah, choice, even. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a fantastic. Uh, is it, I think those five I could listen to all the time and not get bored.
2: I'm at least as me. good as the Lion King soundtrack, I think. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, dear. Fucking hell. The
2: only reason I picked that was because I couldn't think of albums that I bought when I was younger because I never bought albums. But then as you started talking i realized actually yeah uh, hybrid theory black album
3: yeah hybrid theory i mean i mean to be fair i was a little bit like you and never really went through albums that's why i said about like greatest hits and stuff because like and and i'm not afraid to say it like bros's album uh or, or bros's compilation album really good there's like eight or nine proper great songs on there rick Astley's greatest hits george michael's greatest hits there's uh like if or if you pick up a queen's greatest hits fucking hell You've got, you know, you've got donkeys, you've got donkeys of great songs on those. But like, I think for me, it was only, I'd have access to my dad's stuff and my mum's stuff, and then they would buy compilation albums. I think so. Like, like for instance, like Nay17, I always remember Nay17, and it had like, you know, had Belinda Carlisle and Maxi Priest on and all that kind of, and Danny Wilson and stuff like that. So that's
2: what I did. I always bought compilation i'd have the like rock anthems or uh, pure moods or like now 27 up to now 40 something you know because they'd have the, the best songs of that year rather than an album i'm buying an album for one song that i like and the rest of them yeah. shit.
3: i mean uh, my mom used to have these like really crazy compilations. like i remember this one called heart and soul and it had like yaz um but it wasn't like the only ways up. It was her softer stuff and it had Day, and it had all these, you know, like Gladys Knight and the Pips. And I was like, who, who are these people?
2: Hmm. You know what
3: I mean? Like, like wow, I, w- I want to listen to more. And, and Sade, I mean, Day's album, I mean, if you like Diamond Lights or whatever, you know, I mean, absolutely fantastic albums to listen to. Um, anyway, I think we've gone off topic, haven't we really? Yeah, um, so yeah. So they're the top five albums. Have you got another top five, Richard?
2: Top five should we do two more or just one more?
3: Do one more because we've been okay, rambling. Then.
2: Top five wrestling uh, wrestling entrances. Oh,
3: right. Shall I go first? Y-
2: you'll probably take this one away because I'm. Okay. okay. Actually, no, I'll go first because you know more characters than go I on, do. Then. Go on then. So I'm going to go with the obvious. You- probably Hulk Hogan. Say- Are you no, picking no- Hulk Hogan
3: first? No, I was going <laughs> to go with Undertaker first. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, You know what? I don't think he'd make my top five, but okay.
2: Really? Oh, mate, that was yeah. so powerful. I used to get goosebumps every time he. Just, you know, the lights would go out, and you'd that. Like, boom! My I, hair, saw boxer. I saw a The fucking hair would stand on end.
3: I saw a boxer come down to that once. It was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it was brilliant. Oh, no, don't get me wrong, brilliant entrance. Yeah, brilliant entrance, brilliant sound, especially when he got to the ring and he put his hands in the air and dropped them and the lights yeah. came on. Yeah. Um, yeah, all rain great entrance. Carry on, then. Undertaker number
2: um, one. British Bulldog.
3: Yeah, okay. I'll I'll go with that.
2: Um... Hacksaw Jim Duggan.
3: Oh fuck off! <laughs> you're, just, you're clutching at straws now. I'm, for just, names, naming, I'm just naming <laughs> names because I don't remember their
2: fucking entrances. Bushwhackers.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, got love the bushwhackers, <laughs> yeah.
2: Um one more, one more, one more. Come on, there's gotta have been a really fucking du the clown Actually actually no, to be fair, that was
3: that that was quite a good one 'cause like it'd be all happy and jolly. Yeah <laughs> and then it'd go evil and it'd go It did, did, didn't it? Because he, he was an evil clown, so that was a pretty good take on uh on, on it's uh It's not my choice a, f- though. Okay. <laughs>
2: um Uh It might have to be I can't really th- can't really remember the the chi- um Bret Hart.
3: Yeah, yeah, oh, I love Bret Hart, yeah. Oh no, no, label. no, Sure Michaels,
2: oh. Sure Michaels. Uh, which um, one?
3: The one when the one went sensational, hop- Sherry sung it or the one when he sung it. What? Well, it's the same. It's the same. It's the same song, but then Sherry sung it first. He had the female singing and then he sung it when he wasn't with Sherry anymore. So which one do you prefer?
2: I I didn't know there was two versions. Yeah, the original. I think it'd be the original.
3: Yeah, the girl. Yeah, yeah. Sherry. Sherry singing it. Yeah, yeah I do. I, Cause I'm a sexy boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's
2: yeah. definitely that. Like, yeah.
3: yeah. Go on, I then you're five.
2: You. Um, Mr. Perfect.
3: Okay. I think, I, I think, I think it's just it's a, it's it's a brilliant tune. It's just brilliant. I just, I don't think there's much I can say about it other than it's perfect. It is actually a brilliant like like if I had entrance music to work. You know like when I walked into the office That would be it um, Ric Flair Because <laughs> um, it was a it was, a, was it not? Um, Space Odyssey oh, I don't know I oh, don't remember uh, 2000, 2001 A Space Odyssey Yeah he nicked the music from that um, So that was his entrance music um, I always liked Big Boss Man's Because it, cause it, cause it just told a little story About how he was going to bat her <laughs> I can't remember as a, if you if you ever take a trip down to Cobb County, Georgia, you better read the signs and obey the law and order, or you'll serve hard time. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, what about
2: Mr. Hughes?
3: I don't. I don't remember his music. I remember. Yes, because he
2: didn't have any. He just walked down
3: Silent. (laughs) I remember bumping into him at work once. I used to work at the NIA in my uh, teenage years, and the wrestling was on, and I was just pottering around backstage. Not really, but like not like when I say backstage, I don't mean like like official backstage. Just like like.
2: Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Backsta I was kind of like in the back area. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, probably the opposite side of the arena of where I was. And like he just come walking around. I was like, Are You Mr. Hughes? He's like, Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> All right, and <then>, bye. <laughs> Mr Hughes. Not many massive. people
2: not many people remember that name, I don't think.
3: No, no, he's uh I do I do remember Mr. Hughes. Yeah, so uh what we got? We got Flair, perfect, Bassman, uh I think I think I think to be honest, Hogan and Warrior. Uh, for, yeah. As a kid, you know, you heard that, like you said earlier, you just go mental. You know what I mean? Especially, especially a warrior because he come out like he was on crack as it was. Uh, he must have been. <laughs> he was on summer, weren't he?
2: Yeah, <laughs> <Definitely>. fucking nutter.
3: <laughs> but yeah, they're my, uh, they're probably my top five. Cool. Oh no, actually, I might, I might bump Bossman and put Booker T in there. Uh, Booker T's, can you dig it, soccer? I don't think you can get better than that, really.
2: Okay. Yeah. I don't remember any of them. But, uh, uh, well
3: you you can you can you can listen to them later and have a chuckle.
2: Okay. I will. Not that's not gonna happen. But yeah. yeah, okay.
3: yeah. <laughs> I've got cool. I've got them as I've got got as
2: ringtones. That doesn't surprise me in the slightest. <laughs> and alarms. I think I morning. think I might I think I might have had the Undertaker's at some point in the past. Yeah, it's good shout the Undertaker. Not really, because you can't hear it. Yeah. T- by yeah. The t- by-, by the time you realise your phone's ringing and you <laughs> yeah, pick it up, they've that, gone. They've gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So yeah, that that we'll we'll, we'll call uh quite an end he's, there.
3: He's pretty. He's. I think that's probably the only time we're ever going to say we've got nothing to talk about other than the bits they left out.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <coughs>
3: There's just no differences. I mean, if we go from. If we look back to the first episode, and obviously available in the archives, uh, Blade Runner versus Do Android Dream of Electric Sheep, there was so many differences. Fucking different uh, stories. Was, Fucking yeah, hell. yeah, yeah. It was completely different. And then uh, what was our second one that we did? Um, uh, Girl, of the Dragon Tattoo. There was still a lot of differences Yeah, was, there yeah. Um, But this one, it's it's, it, it, it's so on the money. It's ridiculous.
2: It's, it's, so, it's so well directed it's amazing to to be able to take a book and just make it into a film word for word that's that you've got you've got to be a very good fucking director to make that work
3: yeah 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 and still have all that extra information in as well and
2: still make it an amazing film at the same time
3: yeah because it was it was really good
2: it's an absolute I would say top five films of all time I'd put I'd actually put consider putting that up there
3: no, nah, it's not in mine, unfortunately. Mine's very difficult to get into. What what I then before we before we sign off, what is your top 5 films of all time?
2: Top 5 films all time, best of the best. Um, oh, I love you.
3: Oh, that bar fight though. Oh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Fucking yeah.
3: hell. when he just clotheslines lines the gaze like, at. Walt, yeah. Walter, you cannot Walter, you could not drive my car. Mama got go. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> it's like yeah.
2: Brilliant. Let down by the second, one and the third one, the 20th one, but what about, yeah, and
3: the fourth one. Yeah,
2: know? but no, the first one is a standalone film. The next I'd choose Snatch Lockstock. Um, okay, yeah. Uh, High Fidelity, I just relate to it so much. It's just, I, I could have I written parts of that book. Uh, five, number five, I like, I, d- I, d- I can't think of a fifth.
3: You see, normally I keep five open. Yeah, keep I'm going to keep five
2: open.
3: Yeah, I think mine are. Uh, my boyfriend's back. That's my number one favorite of all time, um, <clears throat> which is um,
2: very the day
3: she, off. Okay, yeah, that's that, that, that that's that that's a good choice. That's a good choice out of all the John Hughes films. Um, yeah, so uh, my boyfriend's back is number one. Number two, Terminator Two. Number Ooh, three, choice. Mm, number three, King of the Kickboxers. Um, number four, uh, I normally, no, number four off the top of my head, and it's usually something like Videodrome. Um, but oh no, oh no, The Fugitive. The Fugitive mm. is number four, and then number five does kind of stay open. Uh, so things like Morat or Videodrome, things like that. Yeah, I was like going
2: to say, so many. Man, I could stick about five or six Van Damme films in there. I, mean, I I base it on ones that
3: I would watch all the time, no matter what. Like, if I turned it on and there was 15 minutes left, I'm watching it. If I turn it on and it's just started, I'm watching it. If I turn it on, it's halfway, I'm watching it. Yeah. And I can and I can sit down with anyone and go, Watch this, it's fucking great. And even if they go, Phil, that was the shittiest film I've ever seen, I go, Yeah, but it's still fucking great.
2: Yeah. It's like <laughs> I'll, I'll put Ferris Bueller at number five, but it's just because it came into my head, thinking about it. I prefer Into the Dragon, to Ferris Bueller. So. Yeah,
3: yeah. I, you know what, though? But I grew like, up with it.
2: That's the thing. It's what you grow up with. If you look back yeah, at it, if you Ent- never watched it before Ent- and you look back at it now, it was shit. But for I mean, me... I, 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 I mean, that's
3: what I was going to say. I mean, I think probably Into the Dragon's probably better than all the films I've just said. However... It's not. It's not that he hasn't stood the test of time. Unlike, for instance, Terminator 2, which has stood the CGI test of time. You couldn't, you know. There's oh, bits yeah, in that you just can't There's bits in that you can't tell. And that the, a CGI all,
2: Jurassic Park as well.
3: I'm not a fan of dinosaur films. No,
2: no, I'm not. What no, well, I mean is c- c- CGI. Oh, yeah, ways. CGI. It's fantastic.
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not a fan of dinosaur films, and I'm not as fan of films set at sea except for triangle with melissa george oh
2: yeah that wasn't that fucked up though
3: oh it's brilliant yeah when does it when does it start when does it end and when does she realize
2: i don't know it's um uh, i'm not even going to get into time travel that's a different fucking podcast
3: yeah we should do a time travel podcast
2: uh but when will it start and when will it finish
3: who knows (laughs) yeah Okay. Cool. Right. Go.
2: Then. So moving on, then moving on to the next bit. We've got cast. If we could change the cast to our uh-huh. own cast, who would you change to?
3: <sighs> I don't think I would, to be honest. Um, I think, uh, I mean, film wise, I, mean, I think I think actually I might take Catherine Zeta-Jones out of it. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm in love with her. I always have been, and probably always will be. Um, but like, she's wasted in the film. She could have been anyone. Doesn't yeah. need to be there. Um, and in fact, she's a complete waste, and so why is she there? Um, although it's nice to, like, when you read the first ten names and you go, you know all of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know, I know all of them people and a few extra. Um, but I wouldn't have changed any of the characters or any of the actors because they were all perfect in Actually, the role. Yeah. Absolutely, uh,
2: I, I agree. If I if I did have to change them though, I'd want a British cast. It's a British book, and there's something quintessentially British about the way he wrote it. You um, know
3: who would have been brilliant then if you're going to talk about British. You know who would have been a brilliant Rob, Alan Rickman.
2: Alan Rickman.
3: Yeah, uh, Hans Gruber from Die Hard.
2: Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, see, see, if I oh I would have took a, you know, you know. K- People have teams, like um, Ricky Gervais has his team of people that he yeah, uses. Yeah, yeah. I'd yeah. have used Ricky Gervais' team. I'd have used, uh, like, <laughs> poor K as uh, Barry's part. Uh,
3: okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but you see, at the same time, though, you see, if you would have had a, if this would have been a Ke- Kevin Smith directed film and you had Kevin Smith's team, you would have had, like, Jason Lee would have been John Cusack. You know, you were, uh, like the the shoplifters would have been Jane, Silent Bob, Uh the girl probably would have been Shannon Doherty or Joey Lauren Adams or uh, Claire Fontino. That, that
2: would have felt American. That.
3: Well, it is American.
2: Yeah, yeah, but it's it's a British, it's it's an English story, and it feels English when I when I, when I listen when I listen to the book and read the book, and um although so what saying? So, so, saying that though. Even that, there's something about the humor out in British humor. Like when you watch the, the the film, it's not it's not really funny. Yeah, but the that's book, what I mean, yeah. But the book, it just there was some
3: funny bits in it, there.
2: I, I, I laughed a lot at it. Are,
3: are you saying Carl Pilkinson would have been Dick?
2: No, then, I'd, if I'd, I'd, Ricky I'd, Gervais,
3: I'd, if possi- Ricky Gervais was doing it,
2: possibly, but or or maybe David Earl.
3: Mm, okay. Yeah. What about would uh, would um? Or Joe Sean Wilkinson. William, what, would Sean Williamson be the Barry character again? Be Barry again? <laughs> uh,
2: Sean, Williams, Sean Williamson. Williamson. Barry from EastEnders. Oh, Barry from EastEnders. Barry from EastEnders. <laughs> yeah, no, he would have
3: been the Barry character.
2: I don't know, maybe someone like Gervais. For, no, I, no the, the one I said earlier, the, what's his face? It was Dennis Pennis. Um, oh, Phil Kay. Yeah, Phil Kay. I think he'd have done a good... And for um, the main character, Rob, Tom ba- is it Tom Baston? Baston?
3: I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know who that is.
2: He would have, he'd have been perfect for that part, I think, and he would have done it. I, I, I think it felt. Oh. when when, when, I, when I listened to the, when I read the, the book, I picture him, Tom <sighs> okay. Basting.
3: You know, you know who would have been a really good uh, Ian. Is it, uh, is it Matt Matt Berry, the Toast of London? <laughs> we live in the shadows The one with the voice Who does the uh, The money market adverts
2: Yes Hello
3: yeah. and welcome To money market Yeah That guy yeah, yeah. He, would, oh, he would have been Oh fucking hell, yeah <laughs> He would have been yes. Brilliant him, Wouldn't he Yeah <laughs> God. You can imagine it Yeah
2: Norfield He would have done Her dick quite well <sighs> Mm, yeah.
3: Okay. Yeah. Um, the problem is, I think I think the It'd guy who played a... the guy who played Dick played him so well. Yeah, no, yeah. I can't. I can't imagine anybody else. If
2: yeah. If if I could, I'd take the characters I mentioned and take him and use him as Dick because he did it. Yeah. He he played that. He should have got an Oscar for that part. It was amazing.
3: Well, let's have a look. Let let's have a look at what they could have won, shall we? <laughs> uh, so they got nominated for one Golden Globe. Uh, Another three wins and 21 other nominations. So they could have won quite a lot. Yeah. So let's have a look. Uh, Best performance by an actor in a motion picture. Nominated John Cusack. BAFTA Award. Best Screenplay Nominated. uh, Winner of Movie of the Year. That's the AFI Awards. Uh, American Comedy Awards nominee. Funniest Actor, John Cusack. Funniest Supporting Actor, Jack Black. Uh, Black Real Awards, uh, Lisa Bonnet uh, for her Best Supporting Actress role. She wasn't in it very much. Winner, Blockbuster Entertainment Award, Favourite Supporting Actor, Jack Black. Nominee, Boston Society of Film Critic Walk, Best Jack Black, Jack Black. Uh, you, mentioned Lisa, but you mentioned
2: Lisa Bonnet, which is weird because she is a spitting image of the the main character in the series.
3: Oh, is she really?
2: Yeah, it looks just like her.
3: Okay. I was thinking uh, she looked a little bit like, um, I can't remember her name, She uh, was it Billy Ray something or other, she had a short-lived music career and her, her husband ended up found dead in a crack den. Okay. And then she just disappeared. The main character is
2: Lenny Kravitz's daughter. Oh, is
3: he? Okay.
2: Hmm.
3: Interesting. Because actually, I think I think in the book, I think uh, I think Marie, I think she was white. I think she was American, wasn't she? Yeah, but I think she was white. Like, I think the the, the references to her looks.
2: Yeah, plump and white. Like, I
3: don't. I don't actually. I don't actually think you ever said white. I think. I think it was the blonde you're hair.
2: You just. Yeah. Bl- yeah. She's blonde and she's uh, she's a uh, shapely.
3: Uh, well, it's uh, basically every white girl's fat. Arlo <laughs> <laughs> oh, did that out. Hey. Please, please do, please do. Right, okay, that's it. All right, And that's the end, is that the end? Is that I the think end? That's, that's it, unless you, to,
2: unless you want to change the soundtrack. No. I don't think we need to change the soundtrack.
3: No, because it was very varied. I mean, I expected it to be very highbrow and talking about artists that I didn't really know about and that I hadn't really heard before. But actually, I'd heard of most of them and uh, they even mentioned madness a couple of times. So I I felt quite at home.
2: Yeah, I think they thought through the soundtrack uh, very well. I think that, with it being a music-dominated film, they they really thought about that and nothing that well, smashed into the
3: ballpark. No, no, they, they didn't think about it. They didn't think about it, or, or they just said whatever music's in the book, we're going to copy.
2: Which they didn't in the film. They used to, it's like um, uh, Jack, Jack Black and Barry. He has a good that bloke and tells him to get out the fucking shop because he chooses um, Stevie Wonder for his daughter. Yeah, that's uh, the same in the book. In the series, someone comes in after, uh, off the War, Michael Jackson, and uh, he lo- and she loses I've it.
3: Seen, I've seen the trailer, that like, because I won't sell, because he's because a diddler.
2: And she loses <laughs> the shit over it.
3: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I was, I've actually saw the trailer to that, um, you, you just reminded me. Um mm. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I mean. I think. Yeah. Which, no, which is strange uh, fully- to me. Because
2: like, why did you need to change that? Because it's it's from the book. The book. No. You are know, calling it high fidelity, and you're calling it high fidelity because you like the story and you want to you want to you you want to do it as a film as a TV series, which is fine. So why are you changing? it? If you're not happy with the story, do a different fucking story. Are you are you
3: not woke enough, Richie?
2: It is a very wo- it is a very woke. Th- they even mention that in the in the um. Oh, do they? Yeah, w- one of the guys that she's uh, seen in the past was a comedian, and he's on stage, and he says uh, something like, uh, "talks about how he's woke and self aware," and it, it was hilarious. Um,
3: I might give the TV series a miss now. You haven't sold it to me.
2: Um, I'm. I'm <laughs> It's subjective, isn't it? The way people feel of about course, things. Of course, y- You might love it. I'm not saying I hate I will continue to watch it when the the, the next season comes out or when the next episodes come out. I will continue with it. <clears> but,
3: I may give it a go. Um, yeah, I may give it a go. I don't we'll think see. it was
2: necessary because the film, it just did it. Yeah, perfect. Is it bec- mm, yeah,
3: well, you know, if rights get knocked about and stuff, Nick Hornby just went, well... I'll have some more of that cash, please.
2: That could be. It. I don't know. <clears throat> Nick Hornby, I'm going to tag you on Twitter, so let us know what what what, yes, what please was all, what was all that about? How how did that come about? Were you repro- I imagine you had to be approached about um, it.
3: Yeah, well, I suppose it depends if you sold the uh, when rights he, when, when he sold the rights to the film, whether that included a TV series or not. You, mm. you don't know how these things work, do
2: you? No, be interesting to find out though.
3: Mm, yeah
2: so yeah i think that just about covers it i think we've chatted enough shit on that now
3: well we've managed to we've managed to stretch it out because i thought it would be a 10 minute podcast but no we did all right there so uh thank you very much for listening uh if you're following us whether it be on spotify anchor uh whatever the the podcast is available uh do check out our other our other episodes where we delve into uh Other serious topics, such as incest, serial Hmm. killing, murders, uh, uh, murderous robots, shagging robots. All the uh, fun stuff. Men who dress as women to (laughs) trick their ex-wives. And... Other stuff.
2: Yeah, I can't get away with that
3: anymore. So. <laughs> uh, this is probably the most wholesome one we've covered. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Mm. Have you ever seen? Have you ever seen um, the Mrs. Doubtfire trailer as if it was a horror film?
2: Oh yeah. I was, do you know what I was? Got? I was actually going to put that into the um, into the video. I thought I was going to yeah, put. I'll put it at the end. I, really I that. somebody's made that, and I can't just take somebody else's work and put it into my own podcast. But yeah, it was really good. we're, we're back soon with another. Uh, what's our next book? Um,
3: I think. Well, we've been we've been talking about uh, doing Harry Potter at some point. Um, either getting uh, uh, one of the Harry Potters, or we're looking at a children's book because we might have a special guest. Yes. So, yeah, so uh, it's up in the Teens air. book. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's up is. in the air To be honest, to be honest, right, we've got a tradition of saying anything and then not doing it. So, what book are we covering next week, next time? Ha-
2: Harry Potter. We're covering Perfect. Harry Potter next time. We
3: won't be doing we won't be doing that then. Right. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> right, and thanks yeah. very much.
2: Yeah, and until next time.
0: My store is called Championship Final. <laughs> Turn it off. I can't fire them. I hired these guys for three days a week and they just started showing up every day. That was four years ago. Rob Gordon has a successful business and a dedicated following. I used to go to the double door to hear you spin. You were unbelievable. But when it comes to dating. Hi. Hi. Is this is Penny Hardwood. Hi, Caroline. He's still searching.
1: Are you in or out, Rob? I'm sorry? Are you in or out, Rob?
0: I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. For the right woman. What's your name? Now, his search may have ended, <laughs> but his problems just started. And I like you with Laura. I don't think much of this Ian guy. What Ian guy? <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. Touchstone Pictures died. presents... How's Ian? He's growing on me. She he looks like he could grow on something. <laughs> John Cusack, Jack Black, Lisa Bonet, Joan Cusack, Eben Yala, Tim Robbins, Lily Taylor, and Catherine Zeta-Jones. Based on the international best-selling novel...
1: Are you gonna line
0: that flower bed all night? No. ...high fidelity i'm
1: looking for a record for my daughter i just called to say i love you do we look like the kind of store that tells i just called to say i love you go to the mall
0: what's your problem do you even know your daughter there's no way she likes that song
1: oh, oh, oh. is she in a coma